0: Hello and welcome to Mystery Simon Theater 3000. I'm Simon, and I'm going to be taking you through my VHS collection of almost 3,000 titles. This is a special episode where I'm not going to be telling you about the three tapes that I watched over the last week, uh, mostly because I'm going to be traveling and we won't have the same opportunities to film with a guest. Um, And so we we thought we'd record some little extra bits uh, highlighting other parts of our physical media collection. And initially, when we thought of doing this, we couldn't quickly decide whether we wanted to show you one of our favorite, like, box sets from the many TV shows we own or a piece of my collection uh, from home. And so I feel like these three tapes, my uh, Twilight Zone Tapes is a nice happy medium because we do own the complete series on DVD. And I've had these tapes for uh, quite quite a while now. Maybe uh, this this is an instance where I don't remember when or where uh, I got these tapes, but I, I've had them for a long time and I love them. I think the box art is probably some of my favorite of any of the tapes that I've owned in my life. Um, And I don't think I'm exaggerating. There's some really, really cool uh, things about the VHS uh, Twilight Zones, uh, which I guess let's go through it. Is there anything you wanted to ask me about this up top? Just kind of...
1: Nope, I got no questions.
0: Okay. Uh, We can dive right into... The tapes. So, like I said, the box art is some of my favorite uh, aspects of these tapes. Uh, like it, it's kind of like this smaller sort of clamshell, uh, so not as big as the the white ones that your Disney tapes came in, and certainly not as sharp or uh, dangerous.
1: Yeah, much softer edges these ones.
0: Other than that, the physical like packaging of it is. Is fine, and I like that it's nice and compact. But where this really shines is the cover art, and it might look <laughs> it might look pretty simple and uh, everything you've kind of come to know about the Twilight Zone. But the front cover actually has uh, this little flap that opens up, kind of like a book, and tells you about what each episode is, a uh, s- still from each episode. Uh, I just think that's really, really special, and I know that uh, Patrick over at Lockbuster, he has a few of these, and they all have these same little cover booklets, chapbooks, brochures, probably. I don't know. What do you call it? I guess they
1: technically are liner notes. Okay. Yeah.
0: And to the best of my knowledge, no other tapes that I have um, at home, for uh, certainly, but uh, in this collection even here, uh, have these kinds of little features. And I love it.
1: Tell me a little bit about the episodes on these tapes, and maybe we can go through your favorites on each tape or favorite.
0: Yeah, sure. So this is from the CBS Video Library. I wonder, actually, when was this tape produced? 1988 is when this came out. This, these tapes and I are the same age. Nice. Not you, though. You were born hours before 1988. A year.
1: (laughs) I was born a year before 1988.
0: Okay, so this tape features, they all feature four episodes. We start with Night of the Meek, which is about a drunken, like, mall Santa who finds Christmas, like a Santa bag full of presents, and everything he pulls out of it is a present specifically for someone? I, this one is one that kind of depresses me, uh, quite honestly, as if you if you watched our uh, Christmas episode, you'd already hear that I don't really care for the holidays too much. So to see like a drunken Santa lament over all of the same problems we still have today about, uh, consumption and the true meaning of Christmas being lost, and all oh, the children. Won't somebody think of the children? Uh, but it is uh just kind of nice and fanciful, and I think it even ends with uh him finding Santa's sleigh and a little elf that he tickles.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's basically an epi- an, the Santa Claus,
0: yes, and it is certainly an episode you, you couldn't make today because he is a disheveled, drunk, handing out presents to children.
1: Yeah, but it's got a heart of gold. Hard I old. actually like this episode a lot.
0: The, the, char- the main character here, wonderful job. And that's like another reason this is like some of my favorite uh, tapes is The Twilight Zone is just one of my favorite shows of all times. I grew up watching all of the marathons, you know, the sci-fi channel, the SCI-fi channel. Um, used to do a a 24-hour marathon every 4th of July and every New Year's, and I would watch it. I one year recorded a bunch of them for my dad. I wish I knew. I wish he threw. There's no way he didn't throw those out, but some of those might have commercials.
1: Yeah, I feel terrible because I <sighs> definitely pulled the same thing on one of those um, marathons. and
0: Cut out the commercials?
1: Well, I couldn't have cut out all of them because some of those tapes went as i was sleeping
0: oh. so
1: there are or there were at least a handful of tapes that had everything of the time mm. but i think they've long since been recorded over and then discarded
0: well yeah well. bummer um and to that point uh the reason this is some of my favorites uh just pieces of media and television is how good all of the story on all of them but how good most of the stories and the acting even a bad episode has really good acting and like these types of shows from the like late 50s and 60s were just these wonderful showcases for actors to do these really complicated monologues and like yeah, kind of like most episodes is like you get this really intense and dramatic and sometimes ethereal monologue. Uh, and, and they're just so wonderful to watch. And we've been going through like the entire series, the the DVDs, mm. and I'm just really taken aback by how poetic uh, these stories are. I love it.
1: It feels like because maybe there was less of a difference between stage actors and screen actors, they could leverage some of the talents of stage actors in a way that you don't really see on television today. But the way many of these soliloquies are recited, it just really feels like people had that, that experience and certainly some of these episodes are filmed more like plays than they are mm-hmm. TV shows.
0: Yeah. I th- uh, maybe. Um, if I had to... Okay, so my theory on like why a lot of these feel a little bit more like stage plays is... Um, you know, uh, Danger, the the show that we can't find anywhere... Release
1: the kinescopes. (laughs) Seriously. I I think
0: they've been destroyed.
1: If you have some time, go check out the YouTube channel, Free the Kinescopes. There are four episodes of CBS's Danger. The series ran from 1950 to 1955. Go watch it. Do yourself a favor. And then start telling everybody you know about it so we can try to get this thing released on DVD.
0: Hmm. And that show... uh looked like a stage play and so my theory was just like as uh you know television is evolving like between danger and this they just maybe look better but I think why we're getting like actors who seem like they either have like stage experience or we're getting a scene or episodes that feel like a stage play I think because there's probably, like, a certain level of, like, we're still figuring out how to make television its own thing, but also film was really expensive. So, like I mentioned, um, or, no, like, you we, you also pointed out was in endangered. Like, there were a couple of flubs that they kept in. Um, and I think part of that was just, like, how expensive film is. But there's also, like, a certain... Like reputation that a lot of actors had I don't know if it's still the case now that seems kind of ridiculous now but the you know like the calculum, I don't do two takes and that was uh, not that uncommon in like mid-century television like I love like the I love Lucy show they never I'm gonna go I'm gonna say never because I'm I'm pretty sure they never did a second take
1: okay hmm. all right
0: so yes I think, yeah, I think the, there's a a kind of pipeline of, like, stage actors to—or there's probably just, like, a lot of intermingling, like, wherever you can get work sometimes. Sure, yeah. Episode two. <laughs> well, hopefully that kind of covers all of the little nuances and stuff that I want to talk about, about Twilight Zone, but let's go over these episodes. Um, the next one here is my favorite from this particular tape. It's called Mirror Image. And it uh, starred Vera Miles, which she was in that one Alfred Hitchcock thing that we watched. Um, Yeah, in an episode
1: of Alfred Hitchcock Presents.
0: I can't remember the name of that episode. Don't matter. Um, Starring Vera Miles and Martin uh, Milner. One L. This is the episode where uh, a woman is waiting for a bus and... At first, it seems like she's kind of losing time. Like she takes her suitcase to the concierge and it's behind the concierge. But every time she looks back at her seat, it's there like she had never checked it in. She goes into the bathroom. She sees herself in sitting in the lobby and she starts freaking out. Uh, (laughs) As illogical as that episode ends up being... I love how creepy it is, and I think the twist on that one is the a parallel universe is like body snatchers. It's an invasion. It's an
1: invasion. Yeah,
0: and there's just some really fun. Like it ends with uh, some rear projection where uh, Martin Milner is running away from himself, and instead of like hiring a double or like uh, you know shooting them from far away. Uh, he runs in front of footage of himself, and it just looks very, <laughs> very fun.
1: Yeah, it's it's a fun stage effect.
0: I don't I don't want to call it goofy because I'm sure at the time people were like, "Oh shit!" And yeah, it's. I think it still uh, is effective. Next one is called "The Grave." It's a spooky western one. It's okay. That one's okay, and it ends with a very iconic episode, "The Masks." Oh, the masks. Is that your favorite on this tape, or was it the Christmas one?
1: Um, I don't know if it's my favorite on this tape, but it's definitely a great one. Mm. It's definitely a great one.
0: The, okay, I'm not doing the synopsis. <laughs> the Masks is uh, iconic. Our second Twilight Zone tape uh, begins with... Uh, this one actually has quite a few iconic uh, tapes on them. And if I had to guess, it's probably how this series was released, was mostly like probably just releasing more iconic ones. And this one opens up with The Dummy one that i really like and it's it's creepy and real and sad mhm my favorite one on here is call is the second one called nothing in the dark it's with the old woman who refuses to leave her like she lives in squalor in this uh, dilapidated building that is condemned and almost like falling in on itself But she refuses to leave because she's convinced that death, like a kind of dead like me Grim Reaper, is waiting for her. And she's been paranoid about this her entire life. And it's so sad. Mm. Um, So then a, a, a cop gets shot outside her squat, who is a very, very young Robert Redford. Oh, wow. And he is just like, please, I'm dying. You have to take me inside. I think it's like snowing outside. And against her better judgment, she does. They have a really wonderful exchange about why she is so afraid and maybe even a little bit of regret because she kind of like uh, gave up on living in order. Is Her way of surviving was giving up on living. Yeah. Uh, The twist of that is Robert Redford is death, (laughs) and it was painless, and she's going to just like finally, finally rest. Uh, That one's just really, really wonderful.
1: Death becomes him.
0: Death became her. Death was him. Death is him.
1: Became him to get to her.
0: Okay. Third one is uh, called Shadow Play. This one uh, was really, really close to being my favorite one from this tape. Uh, Shadow Play is good, though. Uh, then we have another pretty iconic one, the 16 millimeter Shrine. It's a oh yeah, that woman great. who's obsessed with uh, her youth her that had fleeted. She's kind of like a Jenna Maroney. Like I don't play mothers.
1: Yeah, and in some ways, I would say that's maybe my favorite off this tape because it's so. Prescient to today, mm. Mm. Um, I can imagine a lot of people of our generation will not age gracefully, uh, especially since their youth has been captured on high def.
0: <laughs>
1: not looking at you.
0: <laughs> I know. Well, no, this ain't high def. <laughs> Finally, our third tape begins with Walking Distance. This one is sad. That's the guy who goes, stumbles upon his old hometown and. Gets
1: oh transported yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Somehow That's back a in time. Wild one. That's another thing I love about the series is like, like we don't care how it happens; it just does. Like, ev- like so many of these episodes that we know and love and reproduced ad nauseum. Uh, don't care about how it happens they are just an exercise in what if mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. what if this
0: like what if you turn the corner and it's 19 uh, it's like it's 1993 and you watch your child self run by and trip her and she breaks she breaks her arm it's it's just what if yeah uh second episode is my favorite one off of this tape it's called the midnight sun they're all iconic <laughs> Uh, This is the one where the Earth's rotation—the Earth breaks from its rotation around the Sun and is just moving closer and closer to the Sun. Um, That one is just so relatable, even after the twist when you realize that the Earth broke away and is moving away from the Sun and everyone's freezing. And we are recording this during a perfectly normal January in— america where it's 18 degrees in portland and 56 degrees in boston uh (laughs) uh yeah i just like this one i think is just written so well it's paced really really well there's just like a little bit of tension and action and despair um This one I can't think of or I can't watch without thinking of Seinfeld because this lady's in an episode of Seinfeld and I always point it out. Oh, wow. We watch it. Um, Okay, so the third one is probably one of the most well-known episodes. It is Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, the one starring William Shatner with the little gremlin who takes apart the wing. I got to stop talking about this because I'm flying. And then we end with, A really sad one called The Purple uh, Testament. Is that the one with uh, Dick? Yeah. Um, This one is the uh, soldier who can see who's about to die. And by the end of the episode, he sees uh, in the reflection that he's about to die. And he just walks straight forward into whatever it was that was supposed to kill him.
1: Yeah. And that one has a very young um has a very young Dick York in it, uh, which is just a joy to see. Like I actually just really enjoy that episode to see how young Dick York was. It's before he hurt his back and before yeah, and a bunch a, of sad stuff happened to him.
0: For someone who plays such a well known like comedy character in, in Bewitched this serious role he does it really really well
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: which makes what like his life and career all the more sad because yeah he he does have a lot of range even if um we don't really get to see that much of it here like he doesn't go through many like huge like big highs or low lows but he just plays like serious really well
1: yeah 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 he plays the role well
0: So thank you for joining us for this little off-the-beaten-road episode of Mystery Simon Theater 3000. We will return soon with our regularly scheduled programming. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we have an Instagram, we um, have a TikTok, and our YouTube channel is all T 3 k If you'd like to see behind-the-scenes photos or the trailers that are on the tapes that We watch during our normal episodes. That is in my newsletter, which is for now at weirdwonderfulstuff at substack.com.
1: Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, or uh, like and subscribe here if you dare. And once again, check out Danger and then go tell your friends about it because I want to see this thing get a physical media release or even just any kind of release. Right now, I think it's limited to archival footage. But it's my new white whale.
0: I think the best we're gonna be able to do is to just restore the four episodes we have.
1: I'm an optimist, so I think we don't know what we don't know here. And uh, go check out Danger. Um, that's all I got to say. All right. All right.
0: Well, I'll see you on the other side. Bye. Okay, Bye. Bye.